Thanks for tuning in to the Yes You Can Girl podcast. I'm Karen C. Logan, Christian life coach, author, and CEO at YesYouCanGirl.com, a Christian ministry for women. We're here to share stories of God's love, healing, and redemption, how He's calling women to help others, and sharing our wisdom and insight with the next generation. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Yes You Can Girl podcast. My name is Karen C. Logan of Yes You Can Girl. I am a Christian life coach, author, and CEO at yesyoucangirl.com. And today I just want to welcome you to our podcast. This is PJ Katanyak. Yes, it is. <laughs> I want to say your maiden name in there. But PJ and I have become friends over the last year. We met in a business with God class with Katie Horner last year and it just really connected. And I wanted to bring her to you guys because this podcast is about women that are serving the Lord and making a difference and impacting other women. And so welcome, PJ. I'm so glad to have you today. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. (laughs) She is like a jack of all trades and does a couple of different things. Today, we're going to focus on grief coaching. PJ is also a teacher, and I would love for you to mention some more about that as well as you see her beautiful decorations in the background for the children if you're watching this on video but tell us a little bit about you PJ I'm so excited to have you today I just love who you are as a person I love how you have taken your challenges in the past and making a difference in others lives I know you talked about a history of teaching and counseling and how that you're able to incorporate that into what you do now so please tell us some more about you okay I was a special education teacher for 40 years I actually retired a couple years ago and I'm not that old. So I'm like, what am I going to do for the rest of my life? And I I came across the best thing or God brought to me the best thing in the world, which is teaching through VIP kid. So as you can see in the background, I teach English to children in China and I do this literally every day, either in the morning or the evening. And I, have strong connections with my children. And I, I just love that. But as I said, I was a special education teacher. I'm an English as a second language teacher. I also have a master's in school counseling. So I wanted to be able to use that. I am, as you know, Karen was saying that we met in a Christian organization and I am a Christian. I'm a wife and I'm a mother people will say, how many children do you have? And it's, that's a difficult question for me to answer. And the reason it's difficult is because I was married twice. I've been married now for almost 25 years and June will be 25 years. And with my first husband, he and I are still friendly. So I'm very proud of that too. But he and I have one son together. Then my husband now, Rick, and I have his two children. So those are my stepchildren. And then we adopted two children. So it's like, okay, I'm up to that. I have five children, but my children that we had adopted from Russia actually have siblings. Now one is no longer living, but the other young woman, she's now over 30. She has actually asked me to be her mom and the grandmom to her daughter. So she's in Russia. So like I have six children, you know, it's, it gets a little complicated. But it's not only complicated for the fact that it's his, mine, and ours, and in the United States and in Russia, but one child is in heaven. And that's the purpose, really, of us talking today 
I am a teacher, so, and I am a counselor or a coach. That's just part of my life. But I think that those things go together and God has given me the platform to work with moms who have lost their children and not just moms, but if there's anyone who's lost a child or a loved one, I just lost my parents within 38 days in this past year, right around COVID. So I understand grief very much. I believe that God has put me on this planet for many reasons, but one of them is to be a coach and a friend, a um, companion to someone who is suffering for the rest of their lives over loss of a child. But losing a child is devastating, but that does not belittle the fact that when people lose their parents, how devastating that is too. And when you lose your parents, although mine were in their 80s, my father died of heart disease right around Valentine's Day. And my mother actually got pneumonia right when COVID started. She was in a rehab and my sister actually had COVID. So we, there's, a, there's a lot related to that. But even in this past year, I think that 2020 has been such a difficult for people, not just because of COVID. We've lost other people who were just like 50 years old. They just died from an aneurysm or a heart attack. So there are a lot of people who are suffering. And whether it's from COVID or whether it's from something else, and we all need to be very aware of how people are suffering. People are just depressed and they're sad. Yeah. And so there's so many other things that go along with that. And I'm there to be able to just offer help to people who need it. When you think about this part of it, and if I get teary-eyed, it is okay because that is part yes, of my it mission. It is. Yeah. When you think about, I was just talking yesterday in text to my brother, my sister, and my cousin. I literally have not hugged my brother since my mother went into the hospital on March 20th. Now they live in New Jersey, I'm in Maryland, but my brother is known for his bear hugs. And I did not get a bear hug even when we lost my mom because he was sick and in a car, there were only 10 of us at the funeral. My sister had COVID, so she was separate. And only once have I hugged my sister in the past year, but that's hard. People are suffering and they're not getting the hugs, but just imagine people being alone, people not being on the computer. Like we met through the internet yeah. and my life, my teaching is through the internet. This computer has kept me alive, literally through all that I've dealt with. And that's even after the loss of my daughter, you know, which is almost 13 years ago. So people need to have people that they can talk to. And sometimes it might be a family member or a clergy member or, you know, someone, but sometimes it needs to be somebody that's really been there and done that and has gone right. through it. And I've gone through a lot and I've learned how to deal with it to the best of my ability. And what I want other people to know that it doesn't have to be for the rest of your life that you are grieving. I mean, we always, we will be grieving that I'm not taking that away, but there's still so much life out there that I believe God wants us to live and to see and be aware of and to grow ourselves. And that's what I want people to be aware of. And that for that reason, then I started a business where I am a grief coach. It can be on the phone. It can be in person. It's whatever anybody needs. I just want to be available to help people. You know, you are all wrapped up in helping others. <laughs> That's really what it boils down to. You're, you're teaching others. You're helping others to cope. You're 
um, sharing your experiences in a real and raw way when others are going through real and raw situations. I would love to know a little bit more about the birth of how God created this idea for you to, you know, going through grief, it must make you think, you know, uh, well, let me ask you this one question, just feel like the spirit leading here is when you're in that time of losing a child, how can you even move past that to think about anybody else? You don't have a choice. Because I'm going to be totally raw and honest about this. If it wasn't for my faith in God, I would not be here. And I'm not saying that I ever tried to do anything to harm myself, but I could have. You know, the thoughts are there because sometimes it's like, what are you doing? Especially when I chose to adopt a daughter and her brother from Russia when they were five and six years old. And my daughter was my daughter for 11 years on earth. Wow, I chose her and she came here and she was taken. And the guilt that I felt was so deep that if I didn't find a way to deal with that guilt and give it up to God and accept God's grace and accept grace for myself, I would not have been able to survive. And so I offered my services to people that I knew through my church or my daughter's high school or the community I live in. And there are lots there are lots of people. If you just think about in your county, the people that are in car accidents, my daughter did die in a car accident or other ways that people pass and the young children that pass. And there are just so many. So I reached out to the people that I knew. And then I, I started on Facebook. I started a small group called Mom to Mom plus and to that end if the feelings are laughing about something that your child has done then laugh about it you know it's like there are crazy memories that we have but I want to keep those memories alive so that was the very beginning it's just a small group on Facebook which is still there but then I was thinking I want to do more one day it came into my head and it was I added the plus the little plus sign kind of like as a cross but also as a way to say it's plus our children or plus our husbands that, you know, are with us or our family members, plus the other children that are left behind. And so I, I built the group up to a dozen people or two dozen people, and now it's closer to 30 people. That doesn't sound like a lot, but those are real people that I know. Yes. And there are some people that were added to the group from some friends of friends. But these are people, like I said, I'm, uh, for Mother's Day, I just sent them something saying I'm thinking of them. And... I have one person in the group who didn't lose a child, but she lost family members. And so she gets support too, just knowing that she's not alone. And the whole idea of that group, which is not my business, but it was the first part of it, how God brought the, put the seed in my head was so that I could connect to people online. They would know that they are not alone. It is private. And what I wanted to do is I wanted them to talk about their children, share pictures of their children, say how they get through the year without their children. And I did that because there are other groups out there that are very big and you know they're nonprofits and make a lot of money and stuff. But lots of times they want to continue the grieving process. And I don't want to do that. I want to continue the celebration process. I want to be able to acknowledge that my daughter was on this earth as were the children of my friends who have lost their children. And I want their memories to be kept alive forever. And 
especially when you lose a child in their teen years, they're just starting out. And so I have wonder and grace life coaching. It's not grief coaching, but it's wonder and grace life coaching. It's grief to life coaching. The idea is that the world is filled with wonder and I don't want to miss it. And the only way that I can see it is by giving myself the grace and giving grace to the children that my child was with or you know the the family members the the tree you know my daughter was driving and she wanted to get over and somebody got in front of her so she swerved and overcorrected and she hit a tree well recently my son was driving on the road where that tree was and noticed that it had fallen because there was a storm and I was like no that because that was where I would go sometimes just to leave something little for her. It was right across from the library in a beautiful farmer's market with horses and flowers and fruits and vegetables. It's actually a beautiful place if you're going to pass, you know. But when that tree was gone, I was like, what am I going to do? So I thought I'm going to call and I asked somebody if they could help me have part of that tree. I wish they could just like slice just the part where the accident was, which sounds so bizarre to so many people, but a mom who's lost a child would understand this is my last connection. He said, we'll be at your house in a little while. And literally a truck from the county came up with about seven men literally hanging off of the truck because it took that many people to carry this piece of the tree. And it is about a yard long. And it has where the car hit, which is actually grown, it's sliced. And we just at that time, we were putting in a stone garden in our front yard, just to have a place to be outside and, you know, just relax and watch the hummingbirds. And we have my daughter's tree that we planted for her that has beautiful spring uh, pink flowers that come up every year. And so anyway, they it literally took like seven men to carry just this small piece of a tree. It was so heavy. And so we put that there for her. And that's just one of the things that I want people to do is to think, how can you memorialize your child, whether it's be where they lost their life or in a scholarship, which I did have for my daughter for 10 years, or is it a park? I have a friend who, for her daughter, they have a park and they have a little camp each summer for children, you know? So there's ways to memorialize people instead of just saying, yeah, they passed, they died, they're gone, you know? And I had heard once that people come into your life to make you the best that you can be. And my daughter came into my life to make me the best that I can be. I'm a teacher, I'm a coach, but I'm helping other people. And I wish to God that this was not my mission, that this was not the way that I could serve others, but it is. And I know that there are other people who help others who have lost children, but there are, are so many of us. And sometimes it might not even be a teenager or a young child. There are some people who have lost children who have had miscarriages. There are friends of my children who have had miscarriages and they're in the group with me. And it's kind of cool to know that I'm able to help my children's friends, yeah. you know, and yeah. And there are people who might have lost their children due to COVID or cancer or whatever it is. You know, they might be 40, 50 years old, but, you know, those parents are still hurting too because they outlive their child. So I don't want to limit wonder and grace life coaching to just helping 
moms who have lost their children, I want to say, how can I help you? I have so many life experiences, good and bad. How can I help you? Let me be an ear. Let me listen to you and, and not judge you and be real with you and just be available to you. Because especially now that I'm retired from full-time teaching, I just want to be available to people. That's awesome. So what, first of all, before we kind of wrap up and talk about how people can reach out to you, I, I do want to encourage you guys, if you're going through loss, to reach out to PJ and we'll make sure that you have her contact information. But I want to know, PJ, what would you think of your experience through your parents and through the loss of your daughter? What would be right now in the moment while they're searching for something to help, what advice would you give to yourself in the newness of loss that these people can do right now? Let's say that somebody right now just loses someone, just finds out. The very first thing I would say is something that my pastor told me that I thought, what in the world is he talking about? He said, drink water. I know that sounds so crazy. But the idea is that you will be crying so much that you will get dehydrated, you will get physically sick. And when you're physically sick, you will get headaches and then you will miss out on the planning of your child's or whoever it is, their service, their celebration, their memorial. You won't be aware of what's going on. I chose not to take any kind of medication except for for migraines, but I chose not to take any medication because I wanted to be 100% present because you only get the one time to remember those moments around and that time. And I wanted it to be real and and raw, but I wanted to be as coherent and aware of what's going on because you go into shock right away. Without a doubt, you go into shock, but I wanted to be aware. But you drink the water and you breathe and you take the time to say, I need you and your help, or I've had enough. I need to close the door. I need to be alone for a little while check on me tomorrow or next week or whatever. So don't let people just take over everything. You know, if you want somebody to answer the phone for you, that's a great thing to do. But if you don't want anybody near you for a little while, that's okay too. You know, so just be in touch with what, you know, you need. You said that I, I'm trying to help others, whether it's teaching or coaching, but you have to take care of yourself too, you know, and don't forget to eat. It doesn't matter what it is, but, you know, eat, sleep, rest, do whatever you can, but also try to be aware. I, I feel bad for the people who, because people do, they, they medicate themselves at this time. And I think then you just miss the whole closure of what you could have. You miss the conversations that you had. You don't recognize who you're talking to. You know, I, I wanted to be aware, but uh, you, you cannot do it alone. And I, whatever organization, I, I know that there is Compassionate Friends, which is absolutely essential for every parent who has lost a child or a sibling or a grandchild. But after that, then I want them to turn towards me to say, okay, I've, I've handled the grieving part. Now I want to get out there and I want to get outside in nature and see the wonder that God has still provided just by being outside and getting the sun on your face or touching the flowers that are near you or feeling the wet ground, you know, or whatever it is. And just to be aware. That's amazing. I want to encourage you to just 
and, and this is from a perspective of I've, I've not experienced great loss, but I do know to make sure, you know, to incorporate the spirit and just to be able to be still and just allow God to carry you through that time. We know that God is with us in all things. PJ, I would like to ask you a favor. At this moment, would you please pray for the person that is listening right now that is in their moment of loss? Would that be okay with you? Absolutely. And what I would like to just add to before I do pray is that I will be praying to Jesus. If I did not have my faith, I would not be here. And if I did not have my faith in Jesus, he is with me constantly. And I realized I always, I kind of can picture Jesus walking with me, but I realize that lots of times it's the Holy Spirit that's within me, that's talking to me and, and keeping my, my steps going. Right. But uh, the, I'm going to be praying to Jesus. I know there are people who don't have the same faith that we have, and I hope that they do get led to Jesus. But I want to be open to anyone who is suffering and reach them where they are. Dear God, thank you for this opportunity to be able to pray for people who are suffering from the loss of a child that was on earth or maybe never quite made it here due to a miscarriage. And I'm asking you to be here also for the people who are suffering from loss, maybe not of a child, but of a parent or a, a, another loved one. We are all hurting, all of us. And especially in this past year when there have been so many deaths, and especially as I personally am getting older, I'm realizing, wow, people are dying all around us, aunts, uncles, you know, and that's so hard. But it isn't just the aunts and uncles that are older than me. It's the people that are younger than me. And I'm thinking, how does this all happen now? There's just too much of it. And so I'm asking for people to reach out to each other and God lead people to the right people who will be able to talk to them and will be able to listen to them and be able to hear their pain and give them suggestions of how they can, you know, either be led to you or led to a resource, whether it's something, a, a way to breathe. I know I'd stopped literally breathing. So just God provide every thing that you have your world is made up of wonder and whatever those wonders are whether they're in nature or in the hugs of a family member or just the sounds of the birds around us allow us to have comfort and lead us back to you as a mom who has lost a child although this is never the mission that I wanted it is a blessing to serve and I always think of Mary and how she lost her son so if she could do it I can do it. I just don't want people to ever be alone while they have to go through the loss and just let us keep the memories of our loved ones alive as long as we're alive, because that's what the idea of a legacy is all about and sharing the memory and the spirit of the ones that were on earth. So thank you, Jesus, again, for this opportunity and for Karen, for this um, platform. In Jesus's name, we are loved and our children and our loved ones are also loved. So as we miss them, just let us have a little smile on our face. And if a tear comes to our eye, that's okay too. Because we do miss them and we love them. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. I don't know about you, but this has been a fantastic moment 
with God and you and just this, I, I just felt the spirit today. I'm amazed and so thankful for what you do, PJ, and making a difference in others' lives. Tell us how that we can, how can people find you, PJ? All right. The best way to get in touch with me would be to go to www.wonderandgrace, that's A-N-D, so it's wonderandgracelifecoaching.com. If you go through www.wonderandgracelifecoaching.com, you'll be able to get to my webpage, and then from there, you'll get contact information, how to email or how to call or, you know, texting direct messages. I get all of those. And just speaking to the person who may be afraid to reach out, tell us about the kind of the intro into no pressure kind of chat that you'll have. with. Yeah, no pressure whatsoever. The best thing to do would be to, to contact me and then I'll get back in touch with you. If you choose to call, leave a message. If I don't answer and I'll reach out to you. And then once, you know, we do connect, whether it's on the phone or whether it's through texting or a private message or whatever, then we would be able to actually sit down, hopefully like this, so people all over the world could actually talk to me, but we would be able to set up whatever the person needs, whether it's once a week, once every two weeks, you know, is once a month enough? Do you just need something in the first two weeks of the loss or six months or a year down the, you know, or did you not really heal well? Or is your marriage suffering because of the loss of a child? Don't let that tear up a marriage I can share with them and hopefully I'll be able to help them and if not I'd be able to lead them to somebody else who maybe can this is an opportunity for you to connect with a mother someone who has been through this a daughter that has lost her parents and as sad as that situation is she is here she has the heart for it and she's ready to help you through it as well as an understanding empathetic Christian woman who loves others and is here to serve God through her mission. So any final words, PJ? Yeah, just two things related to that. One is that, yes, I've been there. I said that I was a Christian, a wife, a mother, an adoptive mother, a stepmother, grandmother, a teacher, an English teacher online, in person. I have a lot of experience. I was a military wife, so I can relate to a lot of people. And I think that is important because I do have my own counselor because I believe in counseling and coaching. I believe in helping each other without a doubt. But no matter how wonderful he is, and he is, he's a dear friend. Sometimes you need somebody who understands when you want to howl at the moon. And sometimes only a parent who's lost a child understands that gut-wrenching, deep, I want to howl at the moon. It sounds crazy, but that's what it is. They, people won't understand that unless you've felt that loss. Going back to the part about the water, drinking water is so important. But one thing that I, when I was talking to one of my clients, I came up with the idea that uh, there's always a story of, you know, the woman at the well and Mm -hmm. the living water. And to me, it's like every time that you drink, actually physically drink water, turn to God or think of taking a breath. So really water isn't just the physical part that your physical body needs also, but it is leading us back to God or that faith, the answers that we each need. And I I think that it's really important to just kind of have a a visual of 
you know, that connection. It's it's the hand to the mouth kind of connection of, right. okay, I, I, I can do this. I am not alone. That's right. Dave, I appreciate you so much in your time today. It was just an honor to be with you. And I can't wait to see where you go from here. So Yeah, I can't either. God is big plans, I know. But thank you so much for this opportunity. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we have other podcasts. We'd love for you to check us out. Yesyoucangirl.com to find that podcast. And we're here to make a difference. We're here to make a difference in the kingdom and to serve our Lord and Savior. And so if we can do anything to help you, please reach out to us. My name is Karen C. Logan, Christian Life Coach, Author, and CEO at Yes You Can Girl Ministry. Thank you so much. And y'all have a blessed day.